Hello and welcome to The Good Robot Andes, Season 3, Episode 13. My name is Andy Balam and this is... Oh, Andy Cockerell. Sorry, I'm just looking at my uh, SSH server. There's loads of uh, things coming in. The username could not be looked up. Oh, that, that'll be a fail to ban then. <laughs> someone, someone trying to hack into your server as we're recording. Yes, indeed. That's quite exciting. That is exciting. Yes. Uh, <laughs> probably more exciting for you than for, say, me or our listener. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So today we're going to talk about a film called... The Red Turtle. The Red Turtle. Now, it, so what we do on this podcast, well, we have... Well, 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 no, let's do this bit and then we'll do the other bits and then we'll do the main bit. Yeah, okay, okay, okay yeah. So <laughs> what we do on this podcast is uh, Andy tells me the name of a film and then I uh, predict uh, the plot of the film and review the film uh, based purely on the title, not having seen it. Correct. So... The Red Turtle is a rollicking Disney adventure. Yes. <laughs> um, about about a, t- a turtle. Uh, and it features Bill Nye as the turtle's father. Okay. Um, and Judy Dench as the turtle's mother. Mm-hmm. Um and it follows the entire lifespan, very long lifespan of this turtle from childhood. And it, uh, the reason such big names are used for the parents is that they, although they die at one point during that turtle's lifetime, they they stay with the turtle in a kind of ethereal form, offering advice. It's rollicking, but um, okay. there's a real heart to it and a real sort of... Um, metaphysical meaning. Interesting. It's okay. I mean, I've seen better rollicking Disney adventures. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it does. It's okay. It's just okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, yeah. No. It's 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 not a rollicking Disney adventure. Oh. Uh, this is a, like um, a 2016... Uh, Animated, it is animated, so I'll give you that. Okay. Uh, I didn't say it was animated. Oh, okay. No, you <laughs> it didn't, kind did of you? No, it could have been a live-action rollicking Disney adventure. Yeah, but it wasn't. Uh, so this is a 2016 animated fantasy drama film, mm-hmm. uh, co-written and directed by Dutch animator Michael Dudok de Witt, mm-hmm. and produced by Toshizo Suzuki uh, oh, from Can Japan. I just interrupt you there? Yes, and say that there's some quite exciting news about the Good Robot Andy's podcast. Oh, there is. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> we need to say hello to a listener. Yeah. So we, for a long time now, we've we've been fairly sure that there, we did have a listener. Yeah. But we simply weren't sure of that listener's Twitter handle. No, but now we are. <laughs> we so, know who they um, are. Hello. I've forgotten it, though. What is, oh. what is it? Oh, oh that, shows, that doesn't show respect. Oh, man. I mean, if you're going to start this conversation, you need to have the information <laughs> to hand. I'm just logging into Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, well, there goes our listener. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> our listener is at StumpyDuck77. Oh, how could I forget? Yeah. That so is a big listener. shout out. Big, to big. Stumpy Duck. Big it up. 
with um, at Stumpy Duck seventy seven. Yeah. Uh, we know you're listening because you said you subscribe. Yeah, I mean, there's no guarantee that you've heard anything. Is <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, yeah, but um, if you are listening, anyway, hello, hello to Stumpy Duck seventy seven. If anyone else listens at any point, let us know. Yeah. Although it seems unlikely. It does seem unlikely. So, hello. Um, okay. So, um, the Red Turtle... That's all you get. That's it. That's yeah, that's it. Um, so, it's a co-production, this film, between mm-hmm. Wild Bunch, who are a European production studio. They do a lot of work heard with... have um, uh, They do a lot of work with Ken Loach. Right. Uh, animated uh, work or uh, no so you know Ken Loach he makes I know Ken Loach um, yeah well I don't I've never seen any of his films because they sound depressing they are but they Mm -hmm. are very good Mm -hmm. Um, so it's it's a co-production between uh, Ken Loach and sorry Ken Loach Wild Bunch (laughs) and Studio Ghibli ah Studio Ghibli who our listener might be aware of um, so Studio Ghibli are a Japanese animation studio. They are, they were, they were, I think, founded by a guy called Miyazaki, who is a legend of animation. Mm-hmm. Um, made some of the greatest animation probably of the twentieth and twenty first century. And they made that film, Spirited with Away, the two kids. Yeah, uh, Spirited Away. Oh, the two kids. Hasn't uh, it got two kids in it? Well, there's one girl in it. Um, yeah, I mean, they've Girl made a lot. Boy, they, right? uh, you're talking about Grave of the Fireflies. No, I don't. I think I've only seen Spirited Away. Okay, so yeah, they they've made some terrific films. So this is a co-production. This is the first uh, uh, film that wasn't made in Japan and wasn't scripted and directed by um, you know sort of like the Japanese crew so this is their first co-production with another studio and their first production mm-hmm. of a film that wasn't made in Japan um, okay which is quite a thing really you know that's quite it could a could be a disaster it could be but is it if we're talking about it on well, this show it probably is we'll find out because we don't yeah, well, do we don't do we don't do like negative stuff on this show we tend to look sometime we're going to review a stinker shall we one day it'll happen maybe what would you pick if you were going to if I was going to review a stinker, yeah. Well, I think I'd probably go and see Daddy's Home Two. It's <laughs> uh, too easy, isn't but it? But that would enable that would entail me going to see Daddy's Home Two, so it's not going to happen. Um, or like Meet the Fockers Seventeen. Oh. Or lowest common denominator the movie. Did you see? Um, <laughs> what's the name of the snowman from Frozen? Um, Olaf. Yeah. Did you see that they've made a film called Olaf's Frozen Adventure? I have not seen this, no. They're releasing it for two days. Oh, really? Well, it's because it's going to yeah. go to video after that. Or, That's how or good on, it is. Or on Disney's um, <laughs> streaming platform. They're like, I know I know how best to market this film. Let's release it for two days and then <laughs> bury it. I'm not really sure what the meaning... I mean, uh, generally, uh, as a little point of trivia... Um, mm. films get released briefly to cinema so they're eligible for awards right uh, but I doubt that Olaf's Frozen Adventure is <laughs> yeah. going to be eligible for any awards uh, I mean maybe it's you know really good yeah uh, I doubt it yeah um, I, I think it. I would I would 
I mean, I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen any of Disney's straight-to-video stuff. Certainly, mm. it's something they were doing a lot of in the 1980s and 90s. Um, well, it's. I think it's the eighteenth and nineteenth of December. Oh, okay. So I imagine it's, oh, it's just. Yeah, it's just in school holidays then. Yeah. We'll get you know. So there's some kids. Yeah. Um, they haven't got much to do. They don't mind if the films. You sound rubbish. like you sound like a studio head. <laughs> there's some kids. They don't have much to do. <laughs> um, we'll just release yeah, it for two day days. Job. We'll make loads of money, and uh, yeah. I get to buy another island. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm like. Yeah, so uh so should we get back on the red turtle? Oh yeah, go, go, go. So um it's about a man who is shipwrecked on a desert deserted island mm-hmm. and meets So it is animated, right? It is animated. Okay. And he okay. meets a giant red female turtle. Okay. Now I've been itching to talk about this film since I saw it. Mm. Uh which was about the middle of October. Last time we made a podcast, <clears throat> uh, yeah, just after we just after we talked about Prevenge, I watched this movie. Terrible. Um, we might, we'll try and make more regular podcasts, listener. Yes, the unusual thing about one. this film is that it has no dialogue. No dialogue. No dialogue. So how long is it? It's uh, eighty minutes long. Wow. Yeah. Hour and twenty minutes. Wow. Dialogue free. So there is some. There are people do vocalize, so <laughs> they they shout and yell, mm-hmm. but there's no mm-hmm. speaking, no dialogue, no actual dialogue. Wow. So that's unusual. There aren't many films released these days that, you know, have um, humans in them that have no dialogue but this is one of those um yeah. <clears throat> so this guy is um i'll give you a potted plot and then we can talk about <clears throat> some other stuff but he gets shipwrecked on this island mm-hmm. he tries to make a raft from bamboo of which there was a great deal so we can guess right. from this that it's you know in a hot part of the world somewhere um and he so he makes a raft each time he reaches uh there's there's sort of like a a reef surrounding the island mm-hmm. and each time he goes past this reef um the ra- the raft is destroyed by something completely destroyed okay. and this different ha- things or like does he see what or P- pardon does he see what destroys it not you don't see it the first couple of times Okay. The third time it happens, he ends up in the water and he's face to face with a gigantic red turtle. Uh-huh. Well, I'm, when I say gigantic, I mean like bigger than the normal turtles that are in the ocean. And this thing's just staring at him and then it mm-hmm. swims off. How big? Like big as a person? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, he goes back to shore and he's building another raft. And one day he notices the turtle um, coming up the beach, you know, walking up, mm-hmm. dragging itself up the beach. And mm-hmm. he's really angry with it, you know, he's because it's been destroying his raft and he doesn't know why. Mm-hmm. So he hits it on the head with a piece of bamboo 
<laughs> right. And turns it over. Oh, dear. Yeah. Which is quite shocking, actually. Because, mm. you know, he's he's met very little in the way of other animals and he's, you know, sort of busy killing this one. Um, but he very quickly becomes remorseful about this. Is it <clears> a, a kid, kid's film? Uh, not really, no. I'd say I'd say it's a an older kids film it's a family type thing but it's not it's not so it's acceptable to kids but it's yes not aimed at kids no it's not aimed at kids no um he becomes remorseful and he begins because there's some detritus from the ship that crashed he Mm. manages to get some water up the beach and he puts some water on the shell he tries to turn it back over and then Mm. he realizes it's dead which is rather sad. So he mm. feels really, really sad about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next day, the shell cracks open down the middle. Whoa. And what appears is uh, a woman with red hair inside the shell. Okay. And. Um, so he's gone mad? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. We're not. We're never actually sure about his mental state. Although I should mm-hmm. think he's not, you know, he's not definitely not on the straight and narrow. Um, mm-hmm. So yes, a, a woman with red hair appears from the shell and <clears throat> the two of them, um, you know, despite the fact that he killed the turtle, the two of them bond mm-hmm. and, uh, but, you know, begin to sort of form a life on this island. To the point they, where they... Do they vocalise to each other? Do they what? Do they vocalise to each other? No. No. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> well, there's no dialogue. So, well... It's like a dream. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. Um, they have a little baby who becomes a toddler. Okay. And uh, earlier on in the film, <clears throat> before the red turtle arrives, the man had discovered... Uh, like a gap between two rocks that heads that mm-hmm. leads down to the sea, you know, it's quite a dangerous chasm, mm-hmm. the kind of thing that you find near the coast in this country. And he fell mm-hmm. down there, and he found that the only way out was to swim down and then okay. out again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. one day, this um, toddler is out exploring, and the toddler falls down the chasm into the mm-hmm. into the sea. Mm-hmm. And the mum looks down and um, doesn't seem to be massively worried, tells the toddler to swim down and out, mm-hmm. which it does. Uh, mm-hmm. And that that's a heart-stopping moment in the film mm. because, you know, we've seen something quite dark happen. We've seen... Um, <clears throat> You know, him kill the turtle and mm. uh, that happened in the past. And, you know, when this happens with the toddler, we're thinking, are they actually going to do this? But mm. but they don't. Um, it, hap- it ends happily. <clears throat> so they get older. So you're quite attached to <clears throat> these characters. Oh, definitely, yeah. Mm. Definitely. Um, how, how does that happen? How do you just... The attachment... Yeah. Well, yeah. you. What, what do they show you? You know. Well, you. They show you that he is. You know that that they are a loving family unit, mm-hmm. and that 
emotionally you're very engaged with them mm-hmm. that's the thing mm-hmm. it's really interesting that is that even though there's no dialogue the the sort of the body language and the, the, you feel empathy for these characters mm. even though they're not mm. talking mm. um so you know they they begin to grow and the toddler grows into a young boy and bonds with his father mm-hmm. and then becomes a young man <clears throat> as mm-hmm. uh you know the the mother and father are going older mm-hmm. and eventually the young man goes swimming one night and he can't settle you know he can't come back and go to sleep you know he's restless mm-hmm. and the mum sort of signals to him that it's time for him to leave so the young man goes out into the sea and he swims off with some green turtles mm. yeah which is rather sad actually yeah because it's like i suppose i suppose what that's showing is that for you know for parents looking at their child leaving home is quite a heart stopping moment for them really mm. uh, in a way because he's swimming out into the ocean you know he's leaving and they have mm. no more control over him at all he's gone off with the turtles um and then the man who was uh, shipwrecked who is now an old man he starts to become frail and not doing so much mm. and then he lies down and he dies and okay. and the woman um goes back into the ocean and turns back into a red turtle. Mm-hmm. And that is that is the end of the film. So it's almost wow. like we're not sure if what he has been experiencing has been a dream, or yeah. you know has been all in his mind, or if this actually happened, mm-hmm. and the red turtle was wrecking his raft each time because it didn't want him to leave. Um, yeah. because it wanted companionship on this island and it churn- turned into a woman to provide companionship for him and when he died it turned back into a red turtle um right you could you know th- there is that literal thing or that or that it's it's a story about relationships and the closeness of people despite the fact that he thinks he's alone but actually he's not it's just incredible it's um a really, really amazing piece of work. Uh, un- yeah, I mean, it's un- yeah. mysterious. Yeah, it it is. Um, it's a film that the you know the, the the imagery of it is is so powerful that it's hard to shake it. You know, I'm thinking about what happened in the film now, and the imagery in it is it's all there in my mind. Mm. Um, there's also. Um, some nice uh light touches there's uh, crabs that walk up and down the beach who are sort of um comedy uh, light comedy really you know mm-hmm. they're they're nicely animated um yeah so the red turtle is an amazing piece of work so that's, that's really so uh, it it sort of immediately makes me wonder about what it means. Yes. Like, is she saving him from some danger? Maybe. Yeah, maybe Maybe she was saving him from some danger. 
Is there anything early on in the film which could be the thing that actually killed him and this is all just his dream before he dies? Uh, well, I think only the only the fact that uh, there doesn't appear to be any food uh, on the island. That could be a thing. Right. Or, no, he no, he manages to catch fish. Yeah. Right. I mean, he could obviously be... He could have drowned when his raft was wrecked. Yeah, so yeah. He, he could have drowned. This could be a... Uh, mm a kind of um yeah it, this could be just an afterlife for him if such things exist and um so yeah it, this is really reminding me of a game i played recently uh-huh called brothers okay i've heard of that would you would you mind if i if i gave you a little bit of a spoilerific no no Go ahead. Summary of Brothers. Yeah. So uh, be warned, listener, it's too late for us to warn you that we're going to spoil yep. um, the Red Turtle, but but we do spoil things. I'm now going to spoil Brothers for you, and that's important because if you're going to play Brothers, you should definitely pause this, play it, and then come back to this podcast. <laughs> yes. Okay, because it, it's worth not spoiling, right? Okay. But I'm going to spoil it for you because I want to talk about it because I think it's related. Mm-hmm. So... Brothers is a animated looking game where uh you control two brothers um whose mother is ill there's no dialogue hmm what is her mother no their father's ill their mother's died right yeah their mother dies tragically at the beginning and uh their father is desperately ill and there is no dialogue, but there's vocalisation. Right. And you control both brothers simultaneously. You have one joystick for each brother. And one button on each side of the controller for each brother to, to make them do things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the game is figuring out how to get the two brothers to work together to get past the next obstacle. Oh, so okay. It starts out really cute. You know, the father's ill, so you're worried, but um, you're, they're in this really safe village, which is their village. And you climb over things, and you get through things and stuff like that. And you journey through different environments until you get to some really terrifying places. So there's a place which is a, it's a battlefield of giants. And there's these all these corpses, mutilated corpses of giants. Wow. Um, in this battlefield that you're like climbing over and uh, uh, it's really given the very cute style of the game it's really disturbing what platform is this on? Um, I played it on PlayStation 4 wow okay so it's a mainstream platform yeah I don't know whether it's a mainstream game I think it is Um, until you end up in this place where uh, a, a a girl who appears to be in distress, uh, but you're a bit suspicious of her, tempts the older brother to split to come them. into yeah. her home. Yeah. And she turns into a horrific spider. Oh, wow. Uh, and fatally injures one of the brothers. Hmm. And you, and, uh, you control the other brother and try and drag him back. But at this point, your quest was to go and get something that's going to uh, cure the father right so you, okay you've got the thing you get back to your father and your brother dies and it ends so you've been controlling these two characters like it so it's part of you that's died yeah 
And the final shot is just the remaining brother and the father standing on the hillside with, with the two gravestones. Oh, my word. Of the mother and the other brother. Wow. And it's, I mean, it's really affecting. Yeah. And you've gone through this really horrific journey with these brothers. And you're really close to them. And... But it's in this animated-looking world, and there's no words, which really sounds quite uh, related to what it you're describing. It does sound describing. related, yeah. That, that sounds really and interesting. Remembering it now, I'm feeling uh, those emotions. It was really yeah. affecting yeah. to play. Okay. Really good. Anyway. That sounds really good. So that, uh, so that I wanted to talk about, because it sounds related. But also, um, uh, sometimes watching Japanese things I have the feeling that there are like shared stories or myths that are part of normal Japanese culture that I'm not getting it's possible but but remember this is um, this is a story that's been written by oh no hang on the screenplay is by uh, yeah so I'm just looking to see who wrote wrote it you know it hasn't been written by um, Japanese writers. It's written by Michael Dudot DeWitt, who directed it, right. and Pascal Ferrari. But I suppose it might be based on something. Um, Could be based on something. I don't know. Yeah. Like I often, like <clears throat> if you watch manga or something, you feel like you're missing stuff because oh, definitely, yeah. They, there's obviously a narrative or a, an arc to the story that is known, and they're just kind of repeating it. But they're not stories that we share. Did you ever watch Tetsuo Two? No. Or Tetsuo. No. No. Amazing, amazing in a way. Live action, but sort of manga-ish films where the there are these men and then guns grow out of their stomachs. Oh, my word. Yeah, that sounds weird. <laughs> I'm sure it's a metaphor. And then they, they, they shoot each other. Hmm, okay. And it, it has this sort of internal logic. Yeah. You feel like, like at no point does it try and explain why there are guns going out of their stomachs. You're just supposed to kind of know. Hmm. And again, I just feel like there's a narrative you're missing. And this almost feels to me like it's not necessarily there really is one, but they, there's a kind of myth behind it that they're either creating or it's based on. I'm not sure. Well, yeah, maybe. Um, I'd never really considered that, to be honest. I just thought it was a really lovely, mm. um, a really lovely story mm. about, you know, it's a romantic story and mm-hmm. it, and it does go to some dark places, but. You know, it is a story about a man who is completely isolated, who manages to find a way of getting through this, this isolation. Right, right. And that Sort of about life and how to survive life. Yeah, and an, another way of looking at it is that, is that maybe he has resigned himself to never being rescued and he's invented this whole thing in his mind mm. um, to help him through it. That, that is also a possibility. But, uh, because it's mm. not set in the present day. That's another thing I forgot to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> when he's on the beach, he sees like a mirage of mm. a Georgian-era band, uh, a sort of string quartet type thing, mm-hmm. wearing wigs and that kind of thing, So and red coats. So I think it's sort of set in the Georgian era. So I mm. should think that ocean traffic near him is going to be very, very sparse. Right, um, and he, he won't get a signal. No, no, he's not going to be able to like put pebbles on the sand saying "Help me" and 
uh, a plane might see it because there aren't any aeroplanes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's hugely affecting. It's very it's a very unusual film in that it has no dialogue, mm. but hugely mm. affecting, really powerful, but doesn't leave you feeling sad. It leaves you feeling hopeful, and right. you know, uh, hopeful and thankful. I think. Yeah, uh, it's really great. And on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it has a ninety-four percent rating, which is very good. Yeah. Um, yeah the consensus true. saying that it adds to Studio Ghibli's estimable legacy with a beautifully animated effort, whose deceptively simple story <clears throat> boasts narrative layers as richly absorbing as its lovely visuals. Mm. Yeah, I mean the visuals are stunning. Um, it's just it's a film unlike anything I've ever seen before Um, more like an experience yeah it is an experience yeah I mean it's something that um, you've got to go with it you know you can't go into it thinking I wish these people were talking you know you've got to you've got to go with that premise Um, and once you get into the rhythm of it uh, it just it's utterly absorbing you know it's the kind of thing that I could watch again and again Mm, quite happily mm, mm. Uh, on rotation with Evil Dead 2 <laughs> <laughs> and Payback um, I, I can watch Payback as many payback, times as you like yeah. um, you just have I think with Payback you've got to kind of ignore the fact that it's Mel Gibson and he's a hateful I love the fact that it's Mel Gibson yeah. oh you mean because he's ha- a oh, hateful because person because he's a misogynist and a racist and an anti-Semite and, right, and right. A, yeah no I you know. well I love the fact that he's He's the likable one out of the likable, slightly edgy one out of, um, uh, you know, the films. Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. Yeah. And then they take that character and make it evil. Yeah, and, I mean, he is and, he is basically playing the same character, isn't he? Well, yeah, but he's like playing the satisfyingly ruthless version of that character. Yeah, the, the Martin Riggs that you've always wanted him to be, but he never is yeah. in Lethal Weapon. Yeah, no, I don't think about the personality of the the actor. That would be no. Too annoying. Uh, yeah, so the Red Turtle. Amazing. Yeah, really amazing. And it really, it does. It, it really like the the experience nature of it really reminds me of Brothers because some of Brothers is tricky, but most of it is straightforward. Yeah, and you're really just experiencing it. Yeah, uh, yeah. As as the Rotten Tomatoes thing says, it's not a difficult complicated story it's very simple and it's very clearly <clears throat> it's very clearly and crisply told as well you know there's no mm. there's no ambiguity well there is ambiguity sorry there is ambiguity but it's not difficult but it's kind of behind it. yeah absolutely yeah yeah the in, the in front of the front you know the main thing you're watching is not ambiguous. yeah there's it's nothing yeah there's nothing obscuring the experience for anyone i don't think mm. You, mm. and you, you can take away so many different resolutions for what it's all about Mm. all of them are perfectly valid and it doesn't spoil it in any way and in that respect it's a huge success i think Mm. Um, see i was thinking just as you were saying that that i think i would be quite skeptical about bothering to watch a film with no dialogue mm. if i hadn't seen the first half hour of wally and found that i didn't even notice that's a good point actually yeah wally is a good touchstone um really I think so, yeah, because Wally is at its best when when there's no dialogue, and it's excellent that bit. And when they get to the axiom, 
it kind <laughs> of loses some of its momentum. Yeah, it's fine after that. It's but, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Before it's it's genius. Really before nice. that, it's yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it's genius. I sat and watched that with my youngest son. Yeah, he just was really into it. Mm. I wa- I must have watched it eight or nine times with him. Oh, wow. I mean, when he was about two. Oh wow, that's amazing. So there's or that, or, there's that, you know, and there's the opening of Up, which is just devastating. Right. Haven't seen Up. You've never seen Up. Okay, so no. I'll, I'll leave you to watch that, and then we can talk about that in a future, as as an addendum yeah, to a future podcast. But um, I don't know whether I can uh, cope with it emotionally. It is devastating. <laughs> I mean, it's a brilliant, brilliant film. It's very, very funny. It's mm-hmm. really weird. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's directed by Pete Doctor, who also made Monsters Inc. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know it's fairly out there in terms of its ideas, and mm-hmm. uh, but it is yeah, it's it's a really I really like Up. It's got a good good voice mm-hmm. cast as well. Um, so that is the Red Turtle. Yeah, it sounds like I'd I'd watch that. Uh, yeah, I think I think you should, and I think our listeners should if they haven't seen it. Yeah, let us know what you think of it. Listener. Yeah, please do. I'd love to know. If you hate it, yeah. let us know. No. If you like it, let us know. If you hate it, I don't care. Really? Yeah. I think yeah. Well, I'd, I'd be interested if you hate it. Fair enough. Um, yeah. I'd be interested if you like it, or if you feel indifferent about it. So, uh, Or if you feel ambivalent Are about you going to ask me, um, what's it for? Oh. <laughs> trying to keep you back on track. Yeah. Sorry, just, uh, I don't know, it's, I feel looser this week. Oh, good. This month. This month, yeah. Um, okay, so here's, here it is. Okay. What, what does it teach us about people, this film? Okay, what does it teach us about people? I think it teaches us that people are very resourceful, uh, mentally and physically, and you know when they're faced with what might be um a very bleak situation that they can come up with a mental answer for it um and that mental answer you know because there's no one way to read this film but you know i'll talk about one scenario and that could be that this man decides to drift away into a fantasy in order to deal with the fact that he'll be on this island for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is amazing, really, because, um, you know, there's no other, as far as we know, there's no other um, life form on Earth that does that. You know, Mm -hmm. as far as we know, only humans can do things like that is to drift off into fantasy or, you know, sort of invent a reality for themselves to live in. Um, Mm -hmm. So that, that is to me, that's what's, that's what it shows us about people. Okay. So here's a challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, Is this not simply a film that perpetuates the obsession of our modern society that the only way to be happy is to have, um, a one single romantic relationship um, uh, in the context of the film yes it is so it definitely does show you that he's happy happiest when he has companionship yeah and he's in but not just companionship like traditional yeah 
one person exclusive relationship companionship. Yes, I suppose it does. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it does show us that. No community is what I'm getting. Yeah, at. there is no there is I'm not saying yeah, there is, not saying I'm against you know romantic relationships. But there isn't there is no community. There's only him Mm-hmm. the woman who was the red turtle and then their child mm-hmm. they're the mm-hmm. only people on the island they don't meet anybody else apart from the comedy crabs <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh maybe i mean that feels really mean to me <laughs> to be saying that because it's it sounds like it's like a like a poem about how beautiful relationships are yeah, it certainly is that's that's a very good point actually yeah which which obviously they are for people who are in just them, because yeah, for people yeah. who struggle well, I, with them yeah um and you know we talked about a film i think either in the previous season or the first season called me and earl and the mm. dying girl which is all about oh i wasn't thinking of that which is all about someone who has spent all of their life up to being a teenager desperately trying not to engage in a meaningful relationship with anybody and then when that meaningful relationship does arrive, they realise that they really shouldn't have done it because it's going to tear them apart. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. I was thinking about the the lobster. Is it? Called? Oh yeah, the lobster. Yeah, that's another good a good we example. Talked about that too. Yeah. Didn't we? Um, and that one was very much against what I'm trying to say. Yes. Yeah. The lobster was. It's not just about pairing off. You know? No, it's all about you don't have to do this, but actually society says you do. And if you don't, you get yeah. turned into an animal. I mean, it's, uh, it's such an incredible <laughs> a- allegorical film, that New Lobster. Yeah. But I think that I personally feel ambiguous about about this issue because um, I feel really strongly that our society is obsessed with like one-to-one romantic relationships at the cost of community and, and wider family and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, but I also feel like one-to-one romantic relationships are beautiful, amazing, brilliant things. They are, but... Which deserve to have poems about them. Yeah, which is why people write poems about them. And um, yeah. But they're not the be-all and end-all of life Yeah. for everybody. And Unless, of course, you're lying, starving on a beach, in which case you may as well <laughs> just do whatever you feel like. Right? Yeah, drift off into fantasy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It sounds amazing. It is amazing. Uh, I can't, you know, it's hard to praise it any higher than I have, really. Um, yeah. Well, that's our gift to you, listener. Yeah, um, that's right. A recommendation of a film, of a film you, you should watch, like watch as soon as you can. Because it, oh. cause it will make your life better. You're, right. Yeah, it will make your life better. Uh, what else are we going to talk about today? Oh, yes, Blade Runner. So do you want to do Blade Runner after all our extra bits so that we can have it as a separate Oh yeah, yeah let's do that. Should we do some plugging? Yeah, let's do let's quick do quick do plugging. Okay. Do a do a bonus. I'm gonna do some quick plugging. So uh, I host a radio show on Glastonbury FM one oh seven point one in the Glastonbury Glastonbury Street and Wells area of Somerset. Uh, it's a I always imagine the studio <laughs> It's like on Glastonbury Street. Near the wells. With the, looking out over the wells. Like, honestly, like, I know that's the joke, but I honestly imagine it looking out over a well every time. Well, I'm going to have that. to take a photo of my view from the window. <laughs> when, when, um, when. Is it actually of a nuclear power station? Uh, well, no, not, not from the studio, but from my, from our house, you can see a nuclear power station. 
mm-hmm. um, on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from the studio, you can see the uh, the main road outside. So it really isn't awesome with the wells just uh, the on wells the square. just outside. <laughs> um, so yes, it's a movie reviews, music, uh, a look at local uh, cinema listings, DVDs. Movies that are on TV, stuff and nonsense, stuff that comes into my head to talk about, goes out on a Thursday mm-hmm. between 6 and 7 p.m., repeated on Friday at 2. It's also available on the internet. Available on the internet, so you don't have to tune in. You can listen on the internet. And there are podcast highlights. Search for Movie Mashup, one word, no camel case, no caps, on um, <laughs> iTunes or your podcasting app of choice. I've got a, I've got over forty subscribers now, which is pretty good going. It's been wow. slowly building. I wish I had any idea how many subscribers there were to Good Robot. Yeah, we have no clue. We're pretty sure that we have a listener. We, we up to this point, we've had a fantasy. No, we listener. definitely have a subscriber and listener. Yeah. Now we have someone who claims on Twitter to be a subscriber. Indeed. Yes. So that's my plugging. Plug away. Cool. So you can. You can find us on the internet by searching for uh, Good Robot Andes or something like that. Um, uh, and if you click through links, you'll find uh, our blog, which has the actual podcast on. And there's an RSS feed there, which you can paste into your podcast downloader, or you can just listen there on the website. Yes. Uh, you can find it on iTunes as well. You should be able to find it by searching for Good Robot Andes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also on Stitcher, if that means anything to you. Uh, we also put the episodes up on SoundCloud, but we, we delete them again because you only get a certain amount of space on SoundCloud. But if you want to follow us on SoundCloud, you can. Um, but also on the Good Robot Andy's blog, if you click on the About button, uh, you can find links to other stuff. Like you can follow Good Robot Andy's on Twitter, or you can follow uh, me and Andy uh, yes. separately yes, on Twitter. I what do I do? I make YouTube videos about programming, uh, which some people like. Um, I do various open source programming projects, uh, which I talk about on my blog. Uh, I make a game called Rabbit Escape, which is available on the Android Store and also works on your should work on your home computer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a bit like Lemmings, if that means anything to you. But basically, it's a sort of cute action fun puzzle game with some really uh it, well, it built up from easy um puzzles but then it it they become what's the right word hard they do become hard yeah for sure <laughs> later on the puzzles yeah. become hard um and uh i am currently working on a level editor so that you can make your own levels for that mm-hmm. And I've made a big step forward in the last few days on that. So it's nearly at the point where I'm going to make a video explaining how to use it, which you shouldn't need because it should be easy to use, but we'll see. Um, Then you can send me your own levels. Um, I also made... I haven't made any more episodes for it uh, because I think it's kind of finished, but I made another podcast which is a lot less fun than this one called the Imagine Thought Experiment Mm. podcast Mm. where I uh, think about whether God might exist or whether God might not exist and... Uh, stuff like that, and uh, basically just contemplate my own death at great length. <laughs> so if you like that kind of thing, uh, then check the link on the Good Robot Andy's About page for um, links to the Imagine. I think I think I've got a link there to the Imagine Thought Experiment podcast. Uh, sorry, that was far too much plugging. No, that was good. That was That's good. All. That was that was goodly fast plugging. 
Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> we, we like uh, this. Yeah. 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 Uh, cool. That's it, I think. Excellent. I think we're done for plugging. We're done for the red turtle, which is on my list of things yeah. that I should watch. Maybe I'll put it on my uh, wish list for Christmas. And maybe someone will get maybe it. Maybe somebody will. Yeah. <laughs> maybe somebody will. Because uh, I didn't get you anything last year. And the year before that, I got you uh, John Wick and. Yeah, which was awesome. And. Um, oh, point blank. Point blank, which was uncomfortably yep. violent Misogynist, towards women. Yes, of its really? of its time, oh. definitely of its time. Uh, um, deeply uncomfortable. Yeah, and I didn't get you anything either year. Well, you know, there is stuff on my wish list, so. Uh, oh, maybe I'll get you something. Hey. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably not. Though. <laughs> no, I'm sort of a bad person. So. I've just reported that IP address that's trying to brute force my SSH server. What, during recording of the podcast? Yes. Disrespectful. I know, I'm sorry. Anyway, thank you, listener, <laughs> uh, for listening. Let us know, uh, especially if you've seen one of the myriad films we have uh, talked about in this yeah, podcast. Yeah, absolutely. You can make a comment on the blog. You can tweet us. Yep. You can tweet me, um, tweet Andy, tweet us both. About You can find me on mastodon.social. Oh, yeah. yeah. The alternative... Um, Microblogging platform. Uh, if someone um, toots me on Mastodon and says, "What we need is a good robot Andy's Mastodon account," yep. I will immediately make one. Excellent. Excellent. That's my promise to you. Cool. Cool. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Cool. See you next Bye. time.